Well, Mary, we have two seasons of Drag Race on the horizon, a whole crop of queens. I don't even think we would call this a crop. It's like a whole harvest. Oh, yes, yes. We are back to back to back seasons of Drag Race in 2021. Uh, not even back to back. They are, it's a potato sack race of Drag Race seasons this year uh, with season 13 starting on New Year's and two weeks later, Drag Race UK season two, bringing up the rear. Um, and we are going to cover both of them. We are. We're going to meet all the queens and then we're going to send them all home. Send them all home. Well, Nicole, here's the deal with how this game works. <laughs> we tend to do one at a time, maybe two at a time. Like this or week, none at a time. Or none or at a time. Like this week, we're going to send you home. And then next week, we might send someone else home. <laughs> anyway. Okay, some of them are going home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, how'd you do that? Um, <laughs> there's over 64 girls here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's over 160 drag queens yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, some of you is going home. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are here. We're all Rockford peaches. We can stay. Yeah. Um, you know, I did hear one spoiler about season 13. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently they are splitting they're splitting like the premiere kind of like there's going to be two premieres Oh, like season six. They're going to do two big openings. Yes. Two big. Oh, and they did that with uh, season 12, right? Yes. Season yes. 12. Yes, they did do it with season 12. Oh, you know, I don't mind that. I find that like one of our not necessarily complaints, but observations of the first episode of any season is like, Ooh, I can't. I can't tell one queen from the other. Like, I, 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 who do I get attached to? And with this, it's a little bit easier to kind of find those, those, those kindred energies early on. Yeah, I like when there's less, which is why, like, meet all these queens. It's like, oh, okay. It's like going to a party mm -hmm. and with your boy, your new boyfriend, and your boyfriend introduces you to all of the characters, and you're lucky if you like meet Susan by the punch bowl and you connect with just her and yeah. you can only remember her name, you know? Oh yeah. Cause otherwise I'm just flop sweating through all of these, these interactions with new people that I'm trying to impress. Yeah. <laughs> I'm better than the last one. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like that's at those parties. That's when you're like, are they comparing me to the last guy? Has yeah. this happened before? Talk about a what meet the this? queen situation. They're all meeting yeah. you. They're yeah. all evaluating if you are, you know, Brad's next top super boyfriend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and hopefully, a, you know, it could be a verse super boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't, you know, sometimes it's nice to be in the bottom two, you know? <laughs> Well, speaking of bottom two, I think But it's we not have fun to be safe. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry. Go on. You were transitioning and I needed to make a condom joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun to be safe, but it's smart to be safe. <laughs> well, it's a good strategy, but it's really not a very exciting game. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Mary. Um <laughs> so so yeah, I mean, I just feel like with these when these Meet the Queen videos come out, I I sometimes just shut down. I get a little overwhelmed. It used to be exciting. Like I think around season eight, 
season nine like it was like oh yeah meet the queens let's Mm -hmm. see what these videos are let's do some research now i'm at the point where i'm like you know what i'll do the research when i connect with them or you know when i feel like there's like there's an opportunity there um now i don't i don't I kind of just want to be surprised. I just kind of want to meet them in this lens. Yeah, you know, it's like they've been doing Meet the Queen since the beginning, but I think the in the past it was like, I think having, there were so many different factors, right? Like it, it wasn't as big. There were There was so much more time in between seasons. I think there was probably even a significant amount of time between the sort of Meet the Queen's release and the season. Like in no world five or six years ago was there going to be a Meet the Queen's and like, Two weeks later, the season was going to start. They they mm. still edged you for another month or two. And so you kind of made a feast of the scraps. Whereas now I feel like I'm, you know, having dinner on a cruise ship. I'm like, oh, there's more coming. It's fine. I'll just wait. You know, <laughs> I don't need to finish this. Take it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fine. You could take my plate. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, but there's still stuff on it. Yeah, it's OK. Please take. Yeah, <laughs> I got to leave room. Drag Race UK starts in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the in thinking about past Meet the Queens, one notable memory I have is when RuPaul drove them around the parking lot. Oh, yeah, that was season 9 because I mm-hmm. remember yes, that was yeah, drove them around the parking lot. Yeah, made it seem like he was picking them up from somewhere, but it was really just like circling the like uh the 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 Safeway supermarket for 20 minutes. Yeah. Right, right. The Ralphs, yeah. yeah. But I did appreciate you know, that type of format where it was like, uh, it was just a rat-a-tat, you know, as uh, what's-his-face would say. Cheyenne um, Jackson. Yeah, yeah you, Cheyenne You Jackson. love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I? Oh, you love him. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with Cheyenne Jackson. Sure, um, sure. I love him I, from the waist down and the knees up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't decided if... <laughs> I haven't decided if I only love him because Ryan Murphy told us we should love him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's he was right about Jessica Lange, so you know. Well, well, we were right about Jessica Lange far bef- longer before. Oh yeah. Ryan Murphy. Yeah, before Ryan Murphy crawled out of his crib, I knew about Jessica Lange. <laughs> crawled out of his crypt, more like. Yeah. It. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Mary. So I. Uh, I, I appreciate these Meet the Queens because I think the lens that I watch it now is like, oh, look at these queers. I feel like this is mm-hmm. more for them. It's more for them than it is for me. Like, I'm just like, oh, God, you're so excited. Or, oh, God, look at you trying to sell how great you are after knowing the results. Because from my understanding, at least with season 13, uh, that this Meet the Queens, they this was filmed after the yeah. season was done filming. So all of these queens know how far they went. And so I watched a lot of these interviews with that, no, knowing that and being like, oh, what are you What are you trying to tell us? You know, what mm-hmm. are your eyes telling us? You know, it's like, you know, those uh, thriller movies where like somebody answers the door, but like the killer is right behind them and... Uh, they have to like tell the cop with yeah. their eyes yeah. that somebody's there. <laughs> Sorry, we were just having a party, <laughs> and they're trying to like blink Morse code SOS. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like these queens. They're like, so I am not good at sewing, or 
I can do everything. And I feel like I just think I have a lot to give, you know, and Mm -hmm. there are these vague kind of things like I'm a performance girl. I work my ass off. Yeah, I'm like, really great, you know? <laughs> yeah, the way that they're talking about themselves, what does that say about the season you're about to see them on? Because um, with, with past seasons, a lot of times they would film this Meet the Queens after recording the first episode. So, mm-hmm. the, so the game there was to try to figure out, oh, who's already gone home, you know? Mm. Uh, and, and now it's, yeah, I don't know how you can figure it out, but there are certainly... One of the the through lines that I noticed is there are some queens that have a very sort of thorough thesis of what their drag is. And then there are other queens who it's sort of it's just it's just it's always an I just it's I just, Mm. you know, I just come and I turn the party. I just like to look beautiful. Like I just I entertain. I'm like, okay, like Mm. what else? You know, and whenever I hear an I just queen, I think, hmm, that. That feels like a little bit of a red flag to me when someone doesn't have like a a deeper thought about what they're doing or, you know, who their drag character is. I could be wrong, but it always reads as a little less. I always think of, oh, that's a queen who hasn't gone far, but I could be wrong. Oh, we could always be wrong with these things. But, uh, you know, when it comes to some of these queens, it's like, why are you why do I feel like you're trying to convince me that you're good? Mm-hmm. Well, and, I, and then there are yeah. other queens like Simone where I'm like. Oh, girl, you got far, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, and some queens, I think with I think the Meet the Queens videos are their own. It's its own challenge. It's like a prologue mm. to the season where it, it's and it's heavily like a charisma based challenge. Like, granted, the editors of these videos will help you out. But it's I mean, above anything else, like this is this pageant moment of introducing yourself and and how much you know charisma you can you can bring you know to the table and how much confidence you show up with and and you know in the case of some of these queens some potential catchphrases you know like I think mm. that this in its own right is a is its own maxi challenge is doing a good meet the queens video and some of them are better at it than others oh and it's uh, it's night and day honestly yeah. yeah honestly like between just to give a little taste. Between Tamisha Amman's Meet the Queen video versus like an Olivia Lux, it's mm-hmm. like night and day. One of them is more comfortable than the other. Now, that's that's an interesting comparison, taking like a, a very sort of relatively younger, newer queen and, and clearly a very seasoned queen. Because I like watching them. Like if I were to and I use and I put this preface before anything else. These are first impressions. We love to be wrong about these first impressions. <laughs> Please write these in erasable crayon. Uh, we will. We may take it back later. But I came out of each of those Meet the Queens feeling like, oh, Tamisha Amon, you're a real polished queen. I'll be interested to see what you do. Olivia Lux, ooh, you're really charming. I'm really excited to see you. You know, like mm. I was excited about Olivia more so than Tamisha. Because yes, she, that's exactly right. Yeah, yes. and it had nothing to do with their drag experience no. or what they looked like. Even exactly, it was yeah. just like how much charisma is coming across, you know? Right. Well, I think the thing that I noticed with Tamisha, and then you know we'll get into the episode, but just just one thing I noticed with her is that 
she just kept telling me why she was good. Like, mm-hmm. I do all of this. I do my own hair. I do my own makeup. I've been doing this for 30 years. You're, you're going to come to my show and you're going to appreciate it. And I'm just kind of like, she's like, you don't know what you're going to get, but you're going to like it. I'm like, I, I just, I don't know if I believe what's going on here. Yeah. Um, like, that tells me nothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, so you've been doing this for 30 years and you can't tell me exactly what your show is. You know, it's it's just interesting how... And maybe it's nerves, and she just didn't do well at this challenge. But if you've been doing this for 30 years, I'd expect that you would know how to do this and talk about your drag better than Olivia Lux, who's been doing it for a year. Yeah, I guess I would have expected like a little bit more of a narrative. But that's... That's why I think Meet the Queens is an interesting preseason challenge um, because, mm. you know, I think that's I think that's a big part of kind of your postseason uh, career is like how much of a, you know, how much of there is uh, of a character is there for you to think like launch? You know what I mean? Like, I think there are so many people out there who are just like, I put on a great show. Well, that doesn't tell me anything. But then there are some mm. queens who are like, this is the very specific thing I do. This is the catchphrase that I do. This is what mm. you're going to know me for. I mean, you look at a Jasmine Masters. There's a queen uh. who's been doing it forever. And you say Jasmine Masters and everyone knows, oh yeah, of course, Jasmine Masters. Like she, you know, she can lip sync and she can dance and she's a viral superstar and she's got the catchphrases. Like, I think that, when you think of like the longevity of these queens, it's that kind of stuff. It's not how polished your drag is or how well you can lip sync. It's more than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And I mean, not for nothing. And then we'll jump in, I promise. But all of these queens are now polished, right? All of them now are polished for this challenge. So we have to kind of look at everything else that they're giving us because oh, it's yeah. hard to judge, you know? The Meet the Queens is everyone in their Sunday best. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, some of them. <laughs> well, you know, some people's weeks start on different days, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. You order rosé and you get Prosecco. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, hey, what can I say, you know? Ooh, that's it. Uh, well, I guess well, we'll get... I said it. I said it. She said it, folks. <laughs> Well, Mary, let's jump in. But before we do, tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is our beady, beady little podcast dedicated to all things draggy, queeny, campy, and queer. I am Johnny, and if you're going to start it, then I'm going to end it. And I'm Colin, and if I can show one good chicken leg, I'm doing something right. (laughs) I knew I liked her once she said chicken leg. I was like, oh, I love you. I love it. Who said it? Who that said was it? Simone. That was Simone. Oh, Simone. Simone. Oh, my God. Simone. Yeah. Breakout star Simone. Calling Breakout it now. Breakout star. Oh, absolutely. Like, how much did she just have your heart immediately? You know, there's a couple queens I noted with, like, real narrator energy, and she is on that list. Like, I, oh, would, be, I... would be thrilled. I... She just has this spark. Like, she's not trying to sell herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could just tell she does well in comparison to these others. And I don't know. They, there's just this high level of confidence. You know what it is? It's presence. Well, that, there's a presence to her. Yeah, because I think it's like, you know, sort of everything we were saying before the intro, that I think it's 
with someone like Simone or a lot of these other queens, it's less about what you tell us about you and how you tell us about you. You know, like mm-hmm. everybody you could do a super cut of everybody saying like, oh, you know, uh, you know, I don't start drama or, you know, I'll come for you if you come <laughs> for me or I'm not here to make friends. Like we've heard like this is refrigerator magnet poetry for drag queens. We've yes. heard all yes. of those expressions. But if oh, you, Mary, write that idea down. Let's sell it. Right. <gasps> right. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Copywritten, Jane. Jane, this is all NG. No one else can use this. Um, Jane, Jane, Jane. This is this is now trademarked. This is now trademarked. Yeah, trademarked. Right. Thanks. Um, but uh, it's it's more in how you present it. You know, at this point, we've heard all of those lines. We've heard all of those those narratives, and I think uh, it's somebody's kind of unique charm that comes through that really elevates any of that. And I think Simone is a great example of that. Totally. I just want her on my screen for 15 weeks. You know, yep, like, yep, yep. I, I just want to see more of her and uh, would be very happy to see her as a narrator. Now, I don't want to compare Queens. I know we're not supposed to do that, but her accent just reminded me so much of the beloved Chi Chi. I know. I loved it. It was just, uh, it was, yes, it was a nice, like, uh, that energy. Cause I think it's like that was part of what we all loved about Chi Chi was there was just that love like lovely down home energy same way of speaking that just it's Simone and Chi Chi are two different people but that that I don't know that thing I like I like about both of them that huge heart you know I think that's Mm -hmm. really what it is and you know we call Monique the heart of the season I just feel or not uh yeah Monique heart Mm -hmm. um Simone I feel like there's there's a I don't know if she's going to be the heart of the season. I don't. I don't know that from this Meet the Queens, but God, I loved her in two minutes. Yeah, she might be the teeth of the season with those grills. I don't know how permanent that is. <laughs> that may affect her narrator opportunities, but I'm not afraid oh, of a I lisp. Hope it, I yeah. hope it does. You know, yeah. I hope it does. I'm not afraid of a lisp either. Speaking of a lisp, uh, NYC's Candy Muse also, I think, had a huge impact on this Meet the Queens series. Candy Muth, yeah, she uh, is. She is going to be an energy this season. I think I, you know it was reminding me. You know, yes, we're not allowed to compare queens, but after thirteen seasons and five all stars and all these international franchises, you're going to see through lines. It reminded me of some of the energy I was getting when we first got the Meet the Queens for season ten with Silky, and just it was like, oh, you are, you are bringing like when we talk about Drag Race being both a reality TV show and a competition show, Candy is very much on the reality TV side of things. This is a fire-starting energy before I think of her as like, you know, watch your back, bitches, if I'm being honest. Absolutely. And just just for clarification, Silky was on season 11. Oh, God. Uh, was that season 11? Oh. Yes. Season oh. 11 with Brooklyn Heights. Oh, yeah. sure. And, and- and, yeah. and she also has this Vanjie energy to her, Silky and Vanjie, because I just feel like she is absolutely ready and willing to say shocking things. She's going to sell it. Mm-hmm. She's going to sell it. Like the fact that she's like, all these bitches are fucking ugly. You know, like the fact that she's just ready to go there. I think she's telling us, hey, I'm actually really great TV and I'm 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 willing to do it all, you know. Yeah, and there is a place for that in the workroom. You don't necessarily have to like that drag or like that queen, but it it does feel like in the casting you need some. You need not too many candy muses, but you do need a candy muse or a Vanjie or a Silky. You need someone who's going to add a little 
you know, candy is hot. Candy is candente, you know, like not to quote Miss Ho, mm. but you oh, need I love. Oh, yeah. I hope you brought a sweet tooth because Candy Muse is in the motherfucking house. <laughs> You stole it from me. I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy. Oh, my God. Yes, I hope you brought a sweet tooth because Candy Muse is in the motherfucking house. Exactly. This is this is right on our alley. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have my own experience of Candy Muse from going to drag shows in New York, but I feel like this platform is going to be great for her. I just think people are going to fall in love with her. There's this... She's able to to kill the confessionals. I feel like she's going to be the queen of untucked. That's what oh, I feel like is going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I also, I feel like she um, will potentially, like, not, I my prediction, I'm going to put out some predictions, I could see her stumbling in some challenges, but saving herself in the lip sync or saving herself because she's good TV. But, like, I... I would be very surprised if she just like sailed through this competition. I more get the energy of someone who is like part of her narrative is like fighting to be there. That's kind mm. of that's what I'm seeing as the other side of the reality TV competition. I don't see her being a Bianca Del Rio and just sailing. Oh, no, 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 no. That is not Candy Muse for sure. I think she's great TV. And and if I can be so bold to just assume, I also find through everything that she said, I'm like, okay, there's a lot of insecurity there. And I think that that's going to play out. I think that if we get to see like the real, you know, whatever Candy's name is out of drag, you know, underneath and we get to see that person and who informs this, it, this kind of crazy reality TV character, that will be very intriguing. I think that's always the most interesting element of someone like this is like, yeah, but who are you really? Like, mm. what's, you know, why are you this way? Like, what's this about? Because this isn't who you really are. This is right. a performance. So why? Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah, she's definitely performing in this Meet the Queens. And, you know, I, I she comes from the House of Aja. I, I'm not going to hold Dahlia Sin against her. Uh, you know, children can be very different from their siblings. Sure. Um, absolutely. <laughs> so look at you and so, Jilly, you know? Oh. <laughs> cringing um <laughs> but yeah so i i i'm proud of her um i there was one moment and again it's it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those things that on the meet the queens people say but she was like no one inspires me in pop culture because i inspire myself i'm like girl just say just say lady gaga you know? yeah <laughs> i'm kidding just say talk <laughs> yeah like just Everybody's something, you know. Uh, but she was smart enough to kind of spin it and not say something basic, which I also recognize is like, okay, she kind of gets the game, and that's why I think she's going to go far. Yeah, exactly. Like I, it again, like oh, half the things she was saying it was like we've heard all of this before, but how she was presenting it felt unique. Mm, totally. So, Mary, before we go any further, I I do want to just kind of follow up on something that I hinted to before our intro with Prosecco and Rosé, I just want to just want to note that Rosé is a fabulous queen and I'm a huge fan of hers. I love her in Stephanie's Child. I think she's going to go really, really far for many reasons. And I'll, I'll tell you in a second, but this look was not it, sis, as the kids say on Twitter. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I was I was feeling that for as much as I could see it. I was like, hmm, I don't. I don't know what this is. Okay. You know, I 
it wasn't my strongest takeaway from Rose. Like I I found her very charming. I it was someone else I also pegged as like narrator energy. I was like, yeah, I like the way you talk about things. I think you're funny. I think you're, you know, flappy the jaw, right on a mic. Uh but yeah, I I am interested to see what Rose looks with her entrance look, how she looks with her entrance look and other looks that I see this season more than I was excited by this look. I wanted to bring up Rosé because I think she is a good example of something that goes into the potion to make a winner. And part of the potion is knowing who you are. And the fact that Rosé started drag later in life after she kind of developed a sense of of her own identity, of her own feelings about art and music and, and what she wants, I think is actually a really good idea. And when you go on TV and you're opening yourself up to the insecurities of the kind of the stress ball of the show, she already has some tools developed. And I think because she's so smart and because she's developed like this work ethic, I think that she's going to be a good person with a platform. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I will agree with you. Only that I have no idea what's going to happen. This is pretty much the most I'm aware of Rose. You followed her much oh. more than I have. Uh, oh. I, I did not follow Stephanie's Child. I did not kind of like do any deeper diving. Um, I didn't go into season twelve with a uh, profound love for Jan, but you know, grew mm. to love her. So I'm, I'm mostly like first. Uh, my first impression of Rose was like, oh, I like you. Yeah, I'd like to see more of you. Um, oh, Mary, I just what I think she is. I think she's like a Bianca Del Rio in the sense that like she's going to be aware of everything that's going on and is going to and it just has a high sense of self-awareness. And I think that's going to be a good thing for her. I think she's going to be a great actress. If she has to lip sync, she's going to win. She's going to win. All right. For sure. Folks, put your nickels down now. <laughs> If Rosé is in the bottom, place your bets on red. I think it's Rosé. Well, you know, there's only so many ways I can make this joke work, Mary. So, (laughs) Oh, God. Have another drink, Mary. Um, (laughs) Let's uh, take a quick little break. And when we come back, we'll uh, keep talking about these queens. Hey, Marys, let's talk about therapy for a minute. I could honestly talk about therapy all day. Same. I think anyone could benefit from seeing a therapist. Totally. I also think it's very easy to talk yourself out of seeing a therapist, deciding it's too expensive or too hard to find a therapist. Or just not wanting to have to go to the doctor's office every week. Especially now when it might not feel safe to even go outside. Which is why we're big fans of BetterHelp, and that's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. You don't need to leave the couch. And it's super easy to schedule weekly phone or video sessions. Plus, you can send a message to your counselor anytime and expect a timely and thoughtful response. And if you want to change counselors for any reason, it's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now, they've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. 
And no surprise, it's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy. And on top of that, there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Mary, I want to talk about a queen more that I think we're going to love. I think we're going to love Olivia Lux. I agree. I think it doesn't hurt that she's originally from New Jersey and that she's happy to share that. <laughs> uh, you know, I like that she identifies not only that she lives in New York, that she lives in Brooklyn. I appreciate the specificity of that. I think she is just, I mean, oozing charisma. She is so charming and uh, I like that she describes herself as a fetus of drag. I just, I think there you go. Like there are so many people who, you know, queens who've been on like, oh, I'm a baby queen. I'm new at this. But if she has the wherewithal to call herself a fetus of drag, I'm like, well, I'm going to remember that, you know? Uh, right. I, I think she's great. She's another one who I'm uh, similar to Simone. I've, I want to see many weeks of Olivia Lux. She has all of this light and excitement behind her in these two minutes. And there doesn't seem to be any insecurity or hate or like venom. Mm-hmm. I like that she's not like, I'm the best. I'm a bitch. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I like that it's just this sweet charm that's coming from her. Like even just like the little tag that they gave her at the start where she's talking about, you know, guys coming up to her. I'm like... Man, if that is not something to connect with her over, like, think about it. Hot guys coming up to you for once at a club, right, while you're in drag. Yeah. I, I, I totally get that feeling. Like, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's uh, – I, I love it. I like that she's um, – yeah, I like that she's kind of feeling the positive fantasy of drag. And it's and – it's, I don't know. There, yeah, there's there's a – there's, I mean, I, I hate to, you know, cast somebody for miscongeniality so early, but this is the kind of energy where you're like, oh yeah, that's that's your miscongeniality if she doesn't make it to the top four, you know. I just it it would shock me if she had any conflict with anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, oh, it's Lala Ree who's Tamisha is her drag mother. I was thinking there's Olivia Lux. She she does not have a drag mother in the room. Um, no, no. No. Uh, but yeah, I don't see her having conflict with anyone either. But again, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, put your bets down now. Olivia Lux, no conflict. Yeah, no conflict. That's what we're going to say. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, there was we, – we, we talked a little bit about Tamisha. And I, I thought this Meet the Queens like, was an absolute fail. Wow. I don't think she did she did this very well. She seemed so nervous or there was something some sort of like wall there, right? There, it was a little uptight when it started and she described herself as an old broom that can still sweep. I thought, "Oh, we're going <laughs> to we're going to get along like a dustpan and brush." But then it 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 kind of tightened up a little bit and I felt like I think I may I to be honest, I think I would have liked Tamisha more if she just embraced her age and just said, yeah, I'm 50, whatever years old, like whatever it is, like just lean into that. But I, I like an adult in the room, but I don't need like a, you know, uh, oh, these whippersnappers kind of drag queen, you know? Um, So I'm, I'm excited to see Tamisha be an adult in the room, but I, 
I'm also excited to see her hopefully like loosen up a little bit. Yeah, the fact that she kind of brings up her age and how much younger everybody else is, I'm kind of like, oh, girl, did you walk away from this season kind of butthurt? I mean, and in general, like, you know, if if she's been doing this for 30 years and she didn't start when she was six, she yeah, she's probably in her late 40s or early 50s. And I, you know, I, I would like to see an older queen make it, you know to the end but typically that doesn't happen right um i want to talk about tina burner but really just the funniest part of tina burner's meet the queen video which was her trying to convince me that her name is based off of tina turner and not a caked drug habit i mean (laughs) to me i was like this is the like (laughs) <laughs> going through the the drag race car wash to like clean up your name and like take away anything that's too like dark and queer and it's like you know or like you know politically incorrect so you know it's like no Tina Burner it yeah sure it rhymes with Turner but like that yeah that was it's it was interesting that this didn't come up at all for Crystal Method but Tina Burner needed to you know what I mean like. Oh, sure. It made me wonder, like, how much are we allowed to refer to to meth and make meth jokes on Drag Race? I think I think Crystal Method at the start of season 12 certainly got flack on Twitter, you know, where toxicity reigns supreme. Um, I I think she did. Like, people are like, oh, I don't think this is a good thing for, you know. Yeah, her uh, her entrance show. Yeah, her entrance line was like something about party and play. And I love that because I was like, yes, bring it there. Like, you know, this is not this is not like Kids Incorporated. Mm. L- last time I checked. Mm. Thank God. Thank God. Right. <laughs> That's the last thing we need is another Kids Incorporated. Oh, God. What were all their names? Casey, JT. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I always confuse it with I didn't watch either show, but I always blended in with like the Disney Channel Kids Club with like Britney and oh, Ryan Gosling. Mickey Mouse Club. Club. So yeah, like Kids so, Incorporated so. was kind of like the brand, like the, the store brand version of Mickey Mouse Club, right? Is that? Sure. PPS. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. Kids yeah. Incorporated. Kids Ugh. Incorporated. Yeah, it's like there's Drag Race and then there's what's the Kids Incorporated version? <laughs> oh, there's Drag Race and then there's Drag Race Holland. Um, <laughs> I, I I think you you literally just slayed and murdered an entire season. Um, I mean, listen. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Tot scenes. Mm. Tot scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. um, so Tina Burner, you know, don't have much to say about her uh, Meet the Queens video, except I love I love that she she was like, I'm going to be driving the bus. It's like, well, you, you maybe one day. Yeah, that could be a career. I did. It's, I did think it was interesting that she said, oh, season 13 is unlucky. Because I was like, girl, I'm pretty sure that was season 12. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think, yeah, I don't think it gets much more unlucky than that. Mm. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to separate. It's going to be, and it is hard for me to separate my experience uh, as a fan of Tina Burner in New York in the clubs versus now seeing her on TV. She has just worked everywhere. Mm. She is uh, like the hardest, one of the hardest working drag queens in New York City. I I remember Tina Burner 
all the way back to when I moved to New York in 2010. Um, and, you know, that's only 10 years, right? But, like, was still doing her, her shtick, right? When The first time I saw Tina Burner, she had a cast on her arm because she broke her arm doing something. Um, and so that kind of puts you in the play. Back mm. when I met Tina Burner, Bob the Drag Queen was kitten with a whip. Like, that's how far back this goes. Yeah. Um, she has just always been around. And so to finally see her on Drag Race, is, it, it's just very interesting because, I don't know, like, what is what is she going to do with this platform now? Um, I'll be interested to see what she decides to do with the platform after. Like, because she's all like, you know, I don't want to do uh, makeup tutorials. I'm just a drag queen. I just want to entertain people. And I'm like, okay. So then what are you going to do? Like, what is, what's, what's next for you? You've kind of already built this huge career. I guess now it's just a higher booking fee, which is fa fabulous and fine. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't know how, like, she's a big name in New York, but like that might not necessarily be true in a lot of other places. Like mm -hmm. this could make right. her, you know, she could, you know, uh, get the same crowd in Chicago that she's getting in New York by doing this. So even, th even that alone, I think a lot of these Queens, you know, we think of it as like, oh, this big platform, this big opportunity. But for a lot of these queens, it's like, OK, but how many of them are like, if you look back, are do are are really like, quote unquote, using this platform for anything more than just expanding the appeal that they had in their in their local scene to a more national, international level, which is fine. But like. You know, not everyone is kind of approaching this with like the Sasha Valor point of view that I'm going to use this to say something, you know. Sure. Yeah, that's the thing with her. I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna do well in the competition for a little while, but I don't think it's gonna add up to what the franchise wants to crown. Mm. And I think that's gonna come through. And you know, she's gonna get to showcase how funny she is, um, and you know, the performance that she can put out. But um, I, yeah, it, it's like she. I'm glad that she's a character on the show, and I don't think she's gonna be the one to skyrocket. You know. Mm. Yeah. Well. Uh, if anyone has any chips left in their bucket, put your bets down that Tina Burner burns out. <laughs> I think she'll make it to Snatch Game. There, yeah, yeah, that's a queen I'd like to see in Snatch Game just to see what what she does. You know, there's yeah, yeah. that's certainly a quality. There's certain queens where I'm like, I want to see you on Snatch Game just to see what you would do. Right. Yeah, and I know that Drag Race isn't like necessarily always a meritocracy, even though it very much is. Um, I I think that a queen like Tina Burner, it's like the fact that she hasn't been on is like people noticing that Mayhem Miller never got on. Sure. Yeah. It's um, yeah. It, it becomes something of like, oh, somebody you know put her out of the misery of auditioning every season. Put her on. Let's you know give give this queen a shot. Sure. Yeah, give her a shot. Yeah. Um, so, Mary, the other one that, that left something of a, of a what's the word, um, impression, obviously, is Got Mick. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say this. You know, uh, Got Mick comes in with, you know, a narrative and comes in with, like, a, you know, a, an asterisk. Um, but in terms of the Meet the Queens video, I didn't really get much that, like, mm. jumped out to me, which I was like, oh. To be honest, I felt like I had to have something to say because, you know, in terms of drag race casting, Got Mick is, is you know, uh, a change of pace. But just, like, I don't really care about that. Just in terms of it being like, that's not, you know, I want you to do well on the show. I want you to be funny. I want you to be charming and being great at drag race. And that, 
doesn't have anything to do with your gender identity or anyone else's for that matter. Right, um, right. But just right. in terms of like a three-minute intro video, I was like, okay, I'll see you on the show. Yeah. I, 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 what my hope for Got Mick is that she's not this, you know, one-time queen. That she doesn't just come on and then they say, oh, great storyline. Bye. Like they kind of did with, uh, uh, with Miss, um, uh, oh God, I'm failing. Um, Appalance. <laughs> oh, Mercedes Amon Diamond. Yes. I, I hope it's not that. I hope that it's not, see, we did it. And then they kick her off, right? I hope yeah. that this is a queen that, that really just shows up and uh, and I think that's real it's also really unfair to have so much pressure on a queen so you know there's yeah. I, I have so many feelings about her narrative on, coming onto the show and yeah I think I have to just like let it go and 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 see where her drag kind of lines up in the competition I hope she does well yeah I mean I, certainly I hope she does well I I I think it's it is a great opportunity to bring a trans man's perspective to drag and bring it onto drag race and and utilize social justice corner for that but that's like you know that's one episode that I'm interested in seeing that otherwise I'm curious to see what else there is to know about Got Mick. Agreed. If I, mean, I can tra- yeah go ahead. Oh and maybe the, I don't know if this is where you're going but in terms of like that sort of gender narrative and who was exciting me more when it came to that was Joey J. So interesting because you're saying he excited you I or she excited you. I was I was going to transition and pivot and kind of say, like, speaking of storylines that I only want to see one or two episodes of Joey J, I, I, I like I my impression is she's the girl that's mean to you when she first meets you and then later says she was just testing you. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I uh, I did not get that impression i guess i was just so excited by like oh you don't wear wigs i can't wait to see because i always love when a queen has like a full face and no wig on so i'm like oh mm-hmm. so you do like yeah. what i love right. um right so i'm i mean obviously like sasha didn't wear wigs like it's you know uh it can angina be didn't wear angina wigs. didn't wear wigs like it can be done uh but i think in their cases obviously there was no hair so i'm i'm intrigued by joey J. I think that's where I'm excited to see somebody who's taking a, a more mask approach to the challenges and more mask approach to drag, um, you know, or at least playing with, with gender in general. That's kind of where I'm expecting it more. And, of course, my question is, at some point in the season, and will it be the episode Joey Goes Home, where Joey finally has to wear a wig? I, uh, totally. And that's what I kind of noted. I was like, is, is her storyline going to be girl wear a wig like it sounds like she came swinging out of this gate in the meet the queens of like you know i don't have a drag name i like to sleep in i don't wear wigs i don't do that i'm just like oh god something yeah. happened girl something happened people fought you yeah yeah i think that whole like if this this all being filmed after the season it's like what when somebody it's kind of i mean we see this happen on the show when somebody stands staunchly by well this is just my drag this is the drag that i do mm. that usually that queen usually goes home and so that could be a prediction is that joey J stands by her drag and it and and thus falls you know falls from the competition but that's my that's my hot take prediction not that i want it to happen but i could see it happening sure 
uh, yeah, I mean, I like that she kind of identifies as a lipstick lesbian in drag, oh, kind of like or, or I love out that. Of drag, right? Yeah, she's yeah, like, no, yeah, like a, a, yeah, yeah, like the lesbian of drag. I love that. I uh, I love. I think I, I love that kind of lesbian aesthetic. I love that look, and I want to see that in drag. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah. you yeah. know, it's uh, yeah. I just I want more lesbian energy. It's like uh, what's his name, Landon Sider. I want more lesbians mm-hmm. on my drag competition reality TV shows. Ugh. Completely. I mean, I don't know. I, she said, I think at least two or three times, you've never had this. You've never seen this before. And I'm kind of like, okay, is that your storyline? Right. Then you didn't go very far. I just, I'm, I'm just giving some predictions here in the Meet the Queens. But yeah. yeah, I certainly love a queen without a wig that will do the full face and still sell the fantasy. And she certainly did. I I can't say that I loved her look, but... Um, you know, it's that that punk thing that I've seen before, but um, she she looked great from the the neck up. You know. Yeah, and watch, she's gonna win the whole damn thing. You know. Oh, Joey J is not gonna win the whole thing, Mary. I mean, I only say <laughs> I only say that I only say that because we would have said the same thing about Trinity, goddamn the Tuck Taylor, uh, at season nine. Well, oh yeah. Won, well, she tied on All Stars. <laughs> I don't think we would have ever predicted her to go to top. five. Four of her season no, right. and then win you're all right. stars and do mm-hmm. so well. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, and I'm not saying that to be like, other than just like, Oh, I love, I like the joy of being so wrong. Like, because there's just like the, the joy of being wrong about these Queens is because by being wrong, it's because all these great things happen during the season. It's like mm-hmm. all of these things we end up queening out about. So like being wrong means I have all these things to look forward to about Joey, if that makes sense. Yes, completely, completely. Um, I I guess my one final kind of note is that if you think people don't like you because of the way you walk into a room and you say it's because you're a ballet dancer, I don't think that's it, girl. Oh, Elliot with two T's, and that's the two T's. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, resting ballet body. I... Uh, <laughs> I like that Elliot with two T's looks like a draggy Joan Allen, at least in the Meet the Queens. Mm, I I yes, also Yes, me too. I love I, I I really like when someone's drag inspiration could potentially be Joan Allen. I just like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is a great drag inspiration for anybody listening looking for a drag inspiration. Uh she's Elliot is twenty six and has been doing drag for twelve years. Wow. Elliot has been doing drag since she was eight. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. That's not um, but like that's, I, I think that's really interesting because this is another queen uh, who reads as, as much older or has, you know, some Ouch. age, but is only 26. I'm 26. I'm 26. Shout out to Sister Mary Devon, who's also 26. <laughs> yeah, 26 is, is, there's no shame in being 26. I'll just say, ugh, just wait till you go through 27 through 32. You don't even know <laughs> what's coming. It's, that's a roller coaster. But anyway, I, uh, I like the name. I like Elliot with two T's as a drag name. That's new. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to say about Elliot other than uh, more Joan Allen, please. Yeah, I think Elliot. Well, I, I, I'm. I, I. I'll see what happens. But Elliot, in comparison to some of these other first impressions, Elliot seems to me like another early out, just because of 
I don't know, there was this lack of confidence that was coming through. This idea of like, being here validates me. And I put all of this work in and I'm, I've worked with the best people in the world. You, you won't believe it, you know? And I'm just like, girl, mm -hmm. I, I, Ooh, this doesn't your what is it your uh your da tap dancing too fast yeah yeah i know what you mean where it's like sometimes when somebody you know kind of reads the resume it's like okay there there's something you're wanting to prove here but equally it could just be someone who's just doesn't know how to do a meet the queens video where it's like this mm -hmm. isn't this is mm -hmm. so much less about you know all your experience and more about like how you make me feel in two minutes you know who did great at Meet the Queen videos, though, Mary? Who? Winners. Bob, Sasha. Yeah, I remember Sasha jumping out to me. Bob, certainly. You know, I'll say Jada, I don't remember her jumping out to me for season 12, if I'm being honest, which was one of okay. those lovely surprises. Um, sure, sure. Season 11 with uh, Evie. Evie Oddly. Yeah, I think I remember Evie kind of popping. Uh, yeah. We were not feeling Aquaria in season 10. No, um, no, we weren't. We weren't. But that's because we have like age issues. Yeah, right. <laughs> we just didn't identify her with her with her at all. Yeah. You were born in 1990. What? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's that isn't that's actually a fun project to track is to watch every winners meet the queens video and mm. determine if that was a, a winner's video, equally to watch every first out Queens video and see what that tells us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that'd be, that'd be a real, you know, rain man, a drag race kind of, kind of project. I love it. Well, Mary, speaking of rain man of drag race, we are also on our Patreon account going to be recapping season two of drag race UK. And if I may, as we jump into these queens, oh, I just got to say, oh, do you, do you, are you not ready to move on? I apologize, well, Mary. I just, I mean, I, I realize we're not going to talk about Kamora Hall, uh, which is... <laughs> Kamora. Kamora, which is fine <laughs> if there's nothing to say there. Uh, I, but I feel like I'm, the very least, it's worth saying something about Utica Queen. Oh, okay. Well, Kamora, for me, her Meet the Queen videos, if I'm going to sum it up in one sentence... I think she just explained why she's going home during the two minutes. That but, was that sorry. was an I just queen. I I wasn't yeah. getting um, a winner edit there. Could be wrong. We also didn't talk about Denali at all, whose nail fell off because she's such a fucking disaster. Um, uh, I'm gonna call her I Tanya uh, just because she you know talked about being a skater. Um, yeah, yeah. I I again did not. Not a memorable uh, Meet the Queens video. Okay. Well, you know, uh, season 13 winner, Denali. Not memorable. <laughs> uh, and alas, before we move on to season two of Drag Race UK, I think we need to swing by Utica, Minnesota and mm. share some feelings on Utica Queen. Because I think yes. this one is, I think this one's a real kooky character. <laughs> she is like, she's giving me a lot of, Alyssa Edwards energy in that I think she could be a future Snatch Game character. She's like an SNL character. She's like Bill Hader's uh, character on um, uh, we uh, the Weekend Update or whatever. When oh, he... the uh, Stefan, the, Stefan, the club promoter. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, she. I I love the Minnesota accent. 
I think she may be the first queen in the Drag Race franchise to reference Kandinsky, so that's worth something. Mm, I love uh, that. Uh, she was a camp counselor at one point, and I do love camp counselors. Um, and she says she really wants to make friends. Like I think she. this is the Rose Nyland of Drag Race, and I am... Uh, I'm actually very excited for her. I think sometimes... Uh, when someone tells you they're kooky, it's like, oh, you are. It's like when someone's saying, I'm just like so goofy and funny. And I'm like, that's more of a show, not tell sort of thing. You should just mm -hmm. be it. Don't tell me you are. But Don't tell me, Valerie. Show me. Yeah, show me. <laughs> you show me. Uh, you show me. And so I I was getting that show me quality from from Utica Queen. I'm I'm really excited about her. This is one I I love that very Thorgy Thor laugh that she's got. That'll always win mm. me over. Um yeah. I think uh I call her best dressed from oh, all these Meet the Queen videos. Yeah. Oh yeah. This look was solid. Yeah. And she the way I connected with her is she's like, well, you know, when there's conflict I just shut down. I get depressed on the inside and also the outside. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is this is like a Miss Fame energy. There's this Alyssa Edwards quality to her. And I think she's going to slay it, slay it for, in terms of looks. Yeah. And I think the queerdos and the weirdos are going to love her. Like, I think mm -hmm. this is like, like the way that people connected with Crystal Method. I hope mm -hmm. something similar with Utica Queen. I think that speaks to a very specific part of the drag race fandom that is non-toxic and lovely and weird and she's their queen and I'm all here for it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, well, are you ready to fly across the pond, love? Yes, I, I've got my, my passport stamped and my bonine and my dramamine and... And your vegamine. And my vegamine. <laughs> and uh, I am ready to touch down um, on Greenwich Mean Time. For Drag Race Season 2. Um, Take a ride at Piccadilly Circus. That's right. That's right. I am I am ready to um, ding dong, Big Ben, because we are, we are, I'm bringing back the worst, worst British accent you've ever heard. And even potentially oh. the occasional. We lost listeners because of it. Yeah. And I could. I could care less. Um and this season, we even have Welsh and Scottish queens, so mm. and Irish ones and Swedes. So um, <laughs> we're all for one. We'll run for all. We're all drag queens. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> well, last season they had a Canadian um, <laughs> and an Irish one, but no Swede. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, no So a disclaimer for anyone who is excited to hear us talk about the Drag Race UK Season 2 Queens. Important to know that this season, we are in fact recapping Drag Race Season 2 exclusively on Patreon. Yes. Uh, we, that is the best way for us to tag, tag team these seasons at the same time. Um, and uh, what we'll do is obviously we'll be recapping it, you know, on a on a regular basis as the season is happening on Patreon. And if you don't want to become a Matreon, I don't know what you're doing, but if you don't want to become a Matreon, that's fine. We will release it later this year for free. But uh, if you do want to follow along with Drag Race UK and all of our other bonus content, you get access to like 160 old bonus episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash allrightmary and become a Matreon. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Mm. Well, Mary, I I gotta say, there's 12 queens, right? So two more than last year. 
I gotta say, I these looks, these videos, just worked a lot better than season 13's. Oh man, I gotta say, because I watched, I went through season th- 13 first, and then Drag Race UK season two, and I. It you know it reminded me what I loved so much about Drag Race UK and it, there's there is this certain charm to it all that is so different. There's an energy about it that's so different. I feel like I feel like the season thirteen queens. Everyone is trying to show you like how polished they are and how ready for the competition they are and how they're the best. And like Drag Race UK, everyone is just like, and here's why I'm a crunchy asshole, you know. And it's. <laughs> And it's lovely. Like I, they all ju- look like they're having fun. They all look like they're having so much fun. I am like just so excited for Ginny Lemon. Let's just say that name oh. right off the bat. The fact that that's oh. showing up, it's. I'm I, you know, we talk about the bug. You know, the bug's got to bite you to get you excited about Drag Race. And I gotta say, right now. I'm a little more excited about season two of Drag Race UK than I am about season 13, purely based on these Meet the Queens videos. There's no question. There's no, no. question. I want to see all of these people in a room together. It doesn't make me nervous like season 13 makes me nervous about them all being in the room together. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, I yes. I, I There's a different kind of chemistry. And you think about season one of Drag Race UK. Ugh, the chemistry in that room. Like you think about mm-hmm. the fact that the frock destroyers are still a thing and uh. that Baga and the Vivian still do shit together. Oh, Baga's on like every British reality TV show now. Like she talk about a breakout star, but like Ugh. there's just there's a there's some kind of lovely bond that happened with that season that that was you know blue hydrangea for God's sake. Um, Cheryl Hole. I mean, these were just like people you oh, beep, wanted. Beep, Mary, beep, 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 yeah, these are people you wanted to hang out with every week for an episode, and I. I'm getting the same vibes from from so many of these season two queens. I mean, the idea that her catchphrase is fanciest slice work. I love it. I love it. I love how weird it is. I love that she's a little bit of like, uh, you know, Miss Richfield 1981 and a little bit of like Dina Martina and a little bit of just like weird milk drag. Like, I love that Ginny is so like... I don't know if Ginny's going to go very far, but this is the kind of queen that makes a huge impact in like three episodes, you know? Oh, totally. I mean, I don't think that Ginny's going to go far only because she does or they do alternative drag. And the uh, I, I know that RuPaul is just, that's not what this franchise really will bring all the way to the end. Oftentimes they'll showcase it as, yep, this is another flavor here. Love it. Take it, run with it. And, and, and then that's enough, right? Um, because it will only go so far in this type of competition. And that's kind of what I feel like is going to happen with Jimmy. Yeah. I, I think the fact that she describes herself themselves as a nineties daytime TV producer on acid or that being the goal, I thought, well, that's mm. so much of what I love. And mm. yeah, if we get two episodes of Ginny, I'm, I'm already still more excited about season two. Same. And, you know, the, the uh, a sister, I feel, of Ginny that I'm excited about is Sister Sister. Oh, yeah. Sister Sister in that in that big duvet um, <laughs> with lips on it. I I'm, Yeah. The lips look like they have a little cold sore. <laughs> yeah. Which I love. I that like that kind of thing. I, I love, love I love that, you know, the goal is to always look gorgeous and sometimes bored. I love like. There's just that sense of humor. There's just that like approach to drag that 
I think we were getting so much more of in last season of Drag Race UK, and I'm getting from a queen like Sister Sister that just, yeah, it's more fun. I agree. I'm not as nervous because they don't seem to have so much like, you know, like, uh, you know, taste of blood for everybody else, you know? Mm. You know what I also felt more coming out of the UK perspectives? And granted, there were some really beautiful fashion queens in the UK, uh, but I feel like the idea of being a fashion queen or I like to just bring looks down the runway is much more popular on this side of the pond than it is over there. Mm -hmm. That over there, it is very much about comedy or, uh, you know, infusing your performance with something nuanced. And it's not just look at me slay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that out of all of these queens that even when something, somebody like Tace who is obviously a look fucking queen? Yeah, had, had she she has something else going on with her. She um, had those windy pops, yeah, <laughs> which I guess is burps. Oh, windy pops, and she's from Wales, so that accent is going to be a mm-hmm. delight to butcher every mm-hmm. week. I'll say that up front. Um, oh Jesus! Yeah, uh, I can't wait. Yeah, um, and then even someone like uh, a tea of coffee, like I don't know. They, uh, she's just like I'm an expensive queen, yada yada yada, but I can't sew. I know that there's going to be more to Tia because she was raised by older queens and made sure to reference that. Her earrings aren't these dainty, gorgeous things. They're big drag earrings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, totally. I think that, like, no one came across as – it felt like anyone who was coming across as, oh, I'm just a look queen or I just stomped the runway, they – halfway through the video, they would wink, wink, and be like, well, I'm also a fucking slag. You know, like, they'll they'll (laughs) – they'll bring this like weird thing to it that I'm like, Oh, good. I was afraid you were just up yourself the whole time, but you're actually like fully aware of the performance you're doing. And I think that's, I think everyone that we've seen, at least from these videos, anyone who's coming across as like a glamazon or like a look queen is always doing it with a wink and is always doing it with like a self-aware ref- like joke about it. You know, like I think mm-hmm. it didn't seem like, and maybe this is the thesis, it doesn't seem like anyone in the UK cast is taking themselves quite as seriously as, say, a Tamisha Iman. Oh, I know. I know. It, it feels like these queens understand just getting on this show, like for real. And I know that the season 13 queens sort of know it, but I feel like the UK queens even more so are like, I am on this show. I made it, you know? Yeah, yeah. and and it's, uh, I mean, I guess what, even when you look at like the season one queens of Drag Race UK, like all of them have have gone on to continue, continue doing things. Like regardless of where they placed in the competition, mm-hmm. all of them have continued to work, continued to evolve. I feel like, Maybe the, you know, in the U.S., like, there's so many drag race girls. But in the U.K., obviously, there aren't as many yet. And so mm-hmm. maybe that helps. But uh, it it does feel like, you know, it's funny when we talk about a platform. I actually think Drag Race U.K. is treated more as a platform and used more as a platform, or at least we saw in season one, than maybe the U.S. version. Like, I think that this is more of a launching point than I've seen happen with the U.S. girls. Yeah, I, I, it might have something to do with everything kind of being more condensed. Yeah. You know, the UK mm-hmm. being smaller in general, and so it's easier to just kind of pop around. Yeah, um, yeah. The fact that, like, Baga can end up on, like, Strictly Dancing or Strictly whatever the hell she did or, like, one of the mm-hmm. cooking shows. Like, it would seem so strange to see, like, 
I don't know, you know, sugar cane on Master Chef. Like I just don't, yeah. see, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and I and then we've talked about this last season for UK, but it is because I think because in the UK drag is more accepted as an art form on television. Yeah, by yeah, a, by a comedian mm-hmm. or by anybody by mainstream culture for so long. Yeah, and and, and it's a form of entertainment that's not just about this kind of like gender fuckery it's it it it's yeah there's been a different sort of uh place for it in the media that makes sense mm-hmm. um but yeah so speaking of drag queens in the uk why don't we okay i think we can't waste any more time without talking about bimini bon boulash <laughs> right babes all right babes right babes. Right, babes which i was like well i like you already <laughs> she's also giving me that what's your name um is it Sophie Patterson who's like, fuck, it's a Sunday. Oh, She's giving me that vibe. Yes. Uh, yes. Fuck, it's I a just Sunday. love I love that she that she's a bendy bitch, that she refers to herself as a bendy bitch. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I really want to see that. And I gotta say, her look to me was the most kind of draggy. Well, yeah, she was like a she was like a Barbie doll that the dog got a hold of and took in the backyard. Like there was something, <laughs> like there was like something there. It was like you're doing Barbie, but you're also doing like strung oh, out Barbie. You know, so, right, right. So I don't think it's uh your your kid's Barbie. I think it's your dad's Barbie that he oh. bought. You know, on the corner of Thirteenth and you know, it's one of those inflatable <laughs> Barbies that you like. <laughs> Yes, Mary. Yeah. I think that's that's kind of what this drag is for me. And then the dog got a hold of it. Yes. Oh, and just like ripped the latex nipple off by accident. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Mm. I love her kind of, um, you know, you don't have to be shady to prove that you've got something. I just, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm excited by... How do you say it? I Bimini, Bimini, because Bimini is a it's an island. Bimini, Bimini Bamboulash, yeah. (laughs) Bimini Bamboulash, Bimini (laughs) Bamboulash. All right, babes. All right, babes. Uh, East London, yeah. I think she's gonna because you know she's she's East London drag, so she's got that alternative thing to her, but there's this glamour to her. So I feel like she's gonna she's gonna do pretty well. I hope so. I think she's there's just something kind of like kind of how bag of chips was sort of. You know, there was this this sort of undercurrent of gross that she like did on purpose. It was always like, "Oh, you're like a lady, but a gross lady." And I feel mm. like Bimini's doing that same theme of like, "Yeah, I'm giving you, I'm giving you like fish, but I'm giving you old tilapia." You know? Yeah, tilapia. <laughs> yeah, bottom feeder. Yeah. Yeah, tilapdancia. You know? Yeah. Um, Speaking of lapdancia uh, and dancers, I yes. would love to talk about Estina Mandela's hood. Oh, you want to talk about her hood? I want to talk about that little dress, or should we just say like, I don't uh, like what is it was like a belt, <laughs> that long T-shirt, yeah. It was a long belt that she was wearing. I was like, girl, this this was titillating. I mean, she's beautiful. I was oh like, just my god, gorgeous. I mean, I love a hood. I love that outfit. <laughs> I I just I love I, I love a it. hood too. I love a I hood. Love a hood I love a hood. Yeah. I I remember it was season six. Bianca almost wore a hood for the finale look, and I was like, "Girl, 
you know, you almost sailed away with this competition. Why didn't mm-hmm. you wear the hood? I just well, it, it, the the wind was blowing so hard as she was sailing. That's true. That that's true. That's off. true. That yeah, yeah, you have to be careful when you are sailing. Um, uh, so you just wear boat dresses. Yeah, I. That's how you sail through a competition is with boat dresses. <laughs> Uh, not according to Willem. Anyway, so I, 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 all I got from her is that she's going to be a dance queen. Uh, and, and that she's gorgeous. She's, and that's kind of all I got. That's all I needed. Cause she had that gorgeous hood on. I feel mm-hmm. like Estina is going to be someone who I'm excited to be surprised by. Like, I hope that it turns out, like, I want her to be one of those queens who gets the snatch game and like kills it is just like so much funnier than you expect i want like that kind of yeah like every once in a while like you know there's certain queens where like oh i expect you to kill a snatch game you know sister sister is going to kill a snatch game but it's always nice when you get like a tatiana as britney spears moment where it's like oh i didn't see that coming at all Mm -hmm. uh britney spears britney i i i think I think Ellie Diamond is, for me, is just going to come out as, like, the big Snatch Game winner. I thought her uh, personality just kind of boomed through that little Bo Peep look. And I love the way she said big tits, big ass. Um, Yeah, she's one of the Scottish queens. And so I'm excited to rely on the subtitles for that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, she's from Dundee. And of course, I think only Crocodile Dundee. So I'm yeah. excited to, you know, think of something new with Dundee. Oh, and then there's jeans, right? Dundee jeans. Uh, I, I, Dundee, maybe Dundee jeans. Is oh, that a thing? you got your Dundee jeans. I mean, dun, dungarees. Is is dungarees. A, dungarees. Am I an idiot? I'm oh, an no, idiot. no, no. You're not Levi jeans Dundee. Levi Dundee. Levi. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. And there's a Dundee in uh, Oregon. So there oh, you go. Well, there you go. Yeah, um, you're Dundee, and I'm going to tell you why you're Dundee. <laughs> um, that's Dundee. Um, <laughs> I I'm excited for Ellie. I thought she looked great and uh, left a lasting impression only because, you know, she she identified as a cartoon character come to life, and I'm kind of like, yes, that's what I want. Yeah, I six, like that. A six foot eight cartoon character come to life. Mm-hmm. I think that's. Yeah. Uh, I love all of that drag. That's it's like it's such a you, it's such a huge volume of drag you get with one performer. You know, mm, it's like totally. Darian Darian Lake says you get more more drag per pound with me compared to the other queens, and I think that's sort of the same with Ellie. You get more more drag per inch or centimeter, if you will, with Ellie. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds hot. Yeah, um, hope you can I, take that. There is one term that I took away from these Meet the Queen videos for the UK. And it was given to us by Ronnie Green, and she oh, referred Ronnie. to yeah. a, a West End Wendy. Yeah, I um, I I don't know what that is because West the West End is that's the Broadway. nicer part of London. Yeah, that's like like the West it, End is Broadway. That's what I think she was referring to. Sure, I know I know that, but I also feel like there's like there's that show the EastEnders or EastEnders, and oh, like, like the right. West, West End. Enders. So the West oh, End is okay. is where the theaters are, but I think that's also like the the nicer part. Like I could, maybe that's more like the posher side of London. Mm, okay, um, West End Wendy. I yeah, love that. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a drag name, right? Like West yeah, End West End Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Wendy West End. I mean, that's that has a nice. That sounds very regal. I'm Wendy West End, <laughs> but she pronounces it West End. 
Westend. Yeah. yeah. 1D Westend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked Ronnie Green. I like calling her Ronnie Green. I like mm-hmm. that she mm-hmm. she had a goosey energy. It, she made me think of, we often talk about like New York queens who moved to New York as these singer, dancer, actors. Obviously, like, not obviously, but it's very, com- it's very competitive. They aren't able to make it on Broadway and they can like use those skills in drag instead. And so that's right. why you get all these like New York drag queens who are triple threats. I was getting that vibe from Ronnie. Definitely. Yeah. There's going to be something there with her. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, th- I think I was really shocked to see that Sharon Needles is competing with an, a British accent. This oh season. yeah. I was very excited about that. I thought, well, uh, Sharon Needles by way of Glenn Close. Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. Yes. Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed, you know, I'm enjoying all of the, you know, the gentleman names between Lawrence Cheney and Joe Black. Like, it sounds like a like a, a runoff for the Senate. But I uh, I liked the Joe Black energy. I like anyone who is who Nans love. Nans love me. I like anyone who is enjoyed by grandmothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, the only thing that caught me uh, was that she looked a lot like Sharon Needles. And I know we're not supposed to do that. She's so much more and she's so different. Yes, Mary. I know. All right, Mary. Yes. Calm down. Sh- you cannot deny that Joe Black, meet Joe Black, was like Sharon Needles in drag. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I I liked that there was a bit of, you know, between Joe Black and Cherry Valentine, we were getting just a touch of spooky drag. I mean, and I don't... Yeah. And, and yeah. spooky with like a... Spooky with a wink. You know, like, oh, I don't totally. think either of them were doing Dragula drag. But I liked... I'm certainly Cherry Valentine. I was getting... More Cherry, yeah. Yeah, very Boulet vibes. But... Mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it was nice to see some spooky queens or spookish queens. Spookish. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, Lawrence Cheney, Scottish queen, plus size diva. I liked Lawrence a lot. I I think Lawrence had this energy of comedy and I, I'm, it's like a bagger type for me. Like I'm ready for that. Can we call her Larry? It might be easier for Larry (laughs) Cheney. Uh, I think that Larry is going to be great reality TV because Larry can't sing or dance. Uh, mm. But I think describing herself as the fat fat bastard of drag, I think being the Mary Queen of Scots, like I, this is someone who yes. I'm excited. I don't really care how Larry does in the challenges, but I'm excited to see Larry in the reality TV side of things. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, Mary, I think, are you ready to kind of wrap up this Meet the Queens Meet all these queens episode. Do you have any lasting impressions from... You mean you don't want any Tia coffee? Oh, I thought we kind of talked about Tia a little bit and just kind of that she's more than just the look queen. Oh, I think that was somebody else. But yes, I think that's also true. She also says she can't sew. I think anytime someone tells you they can't sew, it's like, well, either you turn it out with a glue gun or um, I don't save any room for dessert this season. Um, right. And we didn't talk about Ahura. Um Oh, yeah. And she's, I think she's, I, she's very, very charming. The idea when she was like, oh my God, do I sound like one of those phone operators? Like, pick up the phone now. I laughed out loud. Yeah. Sure. Like that was, I feel like that was the difference between like a, a US season 13 girl and a UK girl was like the US girl would just play the like um, confident slut on the, on the 1-900 number and Ahura kind of calls it out. So I thought that was, mm-hmm. that made me like, or I liked when she said, I am shady, a lady and an absolute pig. I thought, well, I'm going to hold you to that. Uh, but otherwise, 
we'll see what happens to Hora, you know? Yeah, I'm excited about Ahura. I think she's going to I think she looked gorgeous. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, that I think those are all really my my first impressions. Uh you know, we'll see what happens. It's crazy to think one of these queens one of these queens I, is going to win. Yeah. I I wrote down some hot takes for all of these just this entire episode. These meet all the queens. Um and I'll give you some hot takes, okay? Yeah, all right. Here's my hot takes. Are you ready on. for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them might burn. Some of them might burn. Yeah, all right, yeah. Um, Are you ready? Here we go. Yeah. There's too many of them. Many look the same. Many say the same things we've heard before. These are all bubbly little queers getting to live out a dream. I'm excited for all of them. All of them are sweet as fuck, and I'm happy for them. And... Get ready because we're about to just meet an entire city of drag queens now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's the we're you know weeks away from from meeting a whole new crop of you know and within that whole new crop potential viral sensations and queens that we you know could be falling in love with or talking about the same way we you know talk about. Alaska or, you know, I mean, like there's there's certain queens who have popped and become something even more than Drag Race. And it is interesting to think that of all of these queens we just talked about today, like one of those queens could become the next big thing. And uh, we don't and we don't even know right now. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of cool. Uh, yeah. We, we, I, we I, said I, she was going to go home first and now she's, you know, <laughs> she's worse. Yeah. And she's worse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I I also reflected a little bit about what these Meet the Queen videos are for the franchise and what they're really about. And, you know, wondering, like, is it giving us a preconceived storyline? Is it just getting us excited about the queens? Is it just hits on YouTube, honestly? Like, it's almost like these reveals are almost moot because of all the leaks and spoilers. And when I think about what I'm actually learning from these Meet the Queen videos... There's so many queens. If anything, you walk away with like a little bit of a perception, but it's all out the window by the premiere. Yeah, this is for this like weird period in between like whenever these came out last week um, and when the season starts of like this is where people determine this is who I'm rooting for. I'm team so-and-so. This is who I want yeah. to win. And obviously it's usually just based on these two or three minutes, you know, of Meet the Queens videos and it's very limited and you know, often wrong and, or just like superficial judgments, but it's this chapter in a drag race season. It's this prologue chapter where everybody picks their initial sides, you know? Um, mm. And it's who decides who to follow. Puts yeah. Their, yeah. Puts their flair on Reddit. Right. Exactly. It's all of that, that like, you know, often changes, you know, many times throughout the season or at least a few times in the beginning. Uh, but that's what this is all for is just to, you know, uh, to pick your early faves. Mm. So who, uh, I don't want to say who are your early faves. Actually. I do want no nose to the grindstone. Who's going to win UK. Who's going to win 13. Go. All right. I am going to say that if I had to make a prediction right now, based on very little information, knowing next to nothing, um, I would say, that I'm going to say that for season 13, it's so hard to narrow it down to one. Uh, but I think there is a world where Simone wins. 
I think there's a world where Olivia Lux wins. I think that there is a world where Got Mick wins. Um, I'm going to be like Monet Exchange right now, or or maybe even just Bob. Uh, just pick one. Just one. Who's going to win? One. All right. <laughs> I've narrowed it down, and I'm going to say... I'm going to say Simone. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say Simone because it wow, just feels Bob, good. I can't believe I can't believe you're telling everybody that you think Simone's going to win and not yeah. giving any of the other girls a chance, Bob. Yeah, I can't believe you would. I mean, you didn't even talk about Lala Ree the entire episode. <laughs> and now you're not even going to name wow. her of top three. It's like, wow, you know, many of our listeners are fans of Lala Ree. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're giving us one star reviews on iTunes as we speak. <laughs> Uh, I think for season 13, I'm just going to pick Olivia Lux. I'd be happy to see it happen. Um, Season two. Can I change my answer? Can I change my answer? No, you can't. Yes, you (laughs) can. No. Rose. Well, Rose. I okay. think Rose is going to win. All right. All right. Rose. For sure. uh, Drag Race season two, Drag Race UK season two. I am going to, if I made a really, really broad, rough prediction right now. Oh boy, this one's really hard. I'm going to say, you know what? I could see a world where if I'm going to narrow it down, let's see, I'm going to narrow it down to like Veronica Green. Ronnie. Ronnie Green. I'm going to, because I'm, I'm here for a surprise. I'm going to put a Stina Mandela in there because what if? Ooh, fuck and yes. Joe Black. And I'm going to say uh, that. Sharon already won, Mary. I Well, you know, it worked Sharon. once. It could work uh, again. I'm going to go on a limb and say Ronnie Green wins. All right. I'm going to go on a limb and say that Sister Sister wins. Okay. All right. So, folks, you should be out of chips at this point all bets have been placed get ready to lose a lot of money get ready to lose the school yeah uh, well and watch them all... lose their shit isn't that what rupaul says <laughs> and untuck lose their wigs uh oh yeah does, yeah i think she does say something like that yeah like, um lose there yeah uh i can't wow it's yeah. been so long that's a good sign that's a good yeah. sign that we can't quote the the promo opening of untucked yeah um, it means we've taken girl. enough time off from it yeah girl girl yeah chichi poor chichi um, never got a dime from that yeah i was ready to do so um <laughs> what does it have to do with anything um <laughs> Uh, well, let's end it there. You know, Marys, if you have any thoughts on the Meet the Queens episode, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary and give us a follow. You can email us at All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com backslash all right dash Mary. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at Johnny Also or on Twitter at Johnny Also One. And of course, you can find more of me on my other podcasts in the details, A Celebration of Nuance, and Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And as mentioned earlier, you can find more of both of us, including all of Drag Race UK Season 2 on patreon.com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. Do you do you have a a last chance lip sync this week, or are we gonna wait for, you know, uh, another episode for that? I don't have one. I mean, you know, it is around the holidays, so maybe we want to play um, 
what's that song by the Crystals? What's that one that I love? And then he kissed me. Oh, Frosty the Snowman. We could do Frosty the Snowman. We could play them out with that. That's Frosty. You know, I have an idea. Yeah, I have an idea. I don't think we've done it before, but because the lip syncs were so funny at the end of Bridesmaids, what if we did Hold On by Wilson Phillips? And it the idea is Hold On. Season's about to happen in the new year. Yeah, and it's it's a little bit of an Easter egg of what our next Christmas episode is going to be. <laughs> Easter egg. Yeah. It's an Easter egg for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you just opened up the whole advent calendar and oh, dumped out all the chocolate. Absolutely, baby. Absolutely. We're skipping days. Yeah. So <laughs> take that partridge in a pear tree and, and enjoy. Ho, ho, ho. Um, all right. Well, Mary's thanks so much for listening uh, and we will, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Um, and for those that are excited for Christmas, our Christmas episode, um, you know, stay tuned later this week. Yeah. And uh, tot scenes. Day.